0: Part 1. The Home of the Gods Flying Saucers? Of course there are flying saucers. I have seen many, both in the sky and on the ground, and I have even been for a trip in one. Tibet is the most convenient country of all for flying saucers. It is remote from the hustle of the everyday world and is peopled by those who place religion and scientific concepts before material gain. Throughout the centuries, The people of Tibet have known the truth about flying saucers, what they are, why they are, and how they work, and the purpose behind it all. We know of the flying saucer people as the gods in the sky in their fiery chariots. But let me relate an incident which certainly has never been told before in any country outside of Tibet, and which is utterly true. The day was bitter, Frozen pellets of ice, driven by the howling gale, hammered like bullets into our flapping robes and tore the skin off any exposed surface. The sky was a vivid purple, with patches of startlingly white cloud which raced off into the hinterland. Here, nearly thirty thousand feet above the sea, in the Chang Tang Highlands of Tibet, we were toiling upwards, upwards. At our last resting place, some five miles behind us, a voice had come into our consciousness. Strive on, my brothers, strive on, and enter the fog-belt again, for there is much for you to see. The seven of us, all high-lamas from the Lama series of Tibet, had had much telepathic communication with the gods of the skies. From them we had learned the secret of the chariots which sped swiftly across our land, and which sometimes alighted in remote districts. Onwards we climbed, higher and higher, clawing a foothold in the hard earth, forcing our fingers into the slightest crevice in the rocks. At last we reached the mysterious fog-belt again, and entered. Soon we were through it, and into the wonderfully heated land of a bygone age. "'A day's more march, my brothers,' said the voice, "'and you shall see a chariot of old.' For that night we rested in the warmth and comfort of the hidden land. We found ease and relaxation on a soft bed of moss, and in the morning we gratefully bathed in a warm, broad river before setting out on another day's march. Here in this land there were pleasant fruits which we took with us for our meal, a satisfactory change indeed from the eternal tampa. Throughout the day we journeyed upwards through pleasant trees of rhododendron and walnut and other the like of which we had never seen before.